0: This podcast series is brought to you by the University of Sussex. If you're curious about what makes some apps successful and others not, this series gives you a valuable insight into seeing if your app has got what it takes. With the help of three successful app founders, we'll be investigating and answering some of your questions. I'm Chris O'Hare, your host and resident app expert with 10 years experience in software development and founder of award-winning technology consultancy. Digital. We've built apps for businesses big and small. This is How to Make an App. In this episode, we'll be talking about launching and marketing your app. And With me is Georgina from the University of Sussex. And she is typical of many people who have thought about making an app but don't know where to start. And Georgina is going to ask me the kind of questions that someone's starting out would like to know
1: okay thanks chris when should someone think about launching their app like how do you know when you're ready to launch
0: well georgina launching your app should be when you still feel uncomfortable it's an effective motivator when something is live as it forces you to get things moving get things done the book lean startup preaches that you should always ship early and ship often because without that experience of going live you won't Learn your lessons from real-life customers to make a killer app.
1: Okay, so I need to not wait until I feel comfortable, but where's a good place to start?
0: Well, the pre-launch is where you need to start, and that's where you get everything ready to reveal your app to the world. And First, we need to make sure that you've tested your app with different scenarios and different users. You want to make sure that you've caught as many of those critical bugs as possible. Not only will critical bugs fail the app approval process, but if people get a glimpse that it could be unstable, it's highly likely they'll lose confidence and not return. Now there's a stat that says 77% of people don't return to a newly downloaded app after 72 hours. And if you want to outsource this uh, quite laborious task, you can hire a testing company to come and do this for you. And they will compile a detailed report of all the bugs and how they can replicate that process. And when it comes to getting your app out there, we need to build an audience for launch day. Throughout this process, you need to think about how you're going to get found by your ideal customer. And you know those website pages we spoke about in the first episode. Well, you'll need to select the best one to pick up as many email addresses as possible. Let people know that the app is coming and they will receive a discount or a bonus if they sign up on launch day. And when that day comes, send out an email to all your email contacts that the app is now live. And include obviously on the website links to the app store pages so people can download the apps. Another great strategy is to create a weekly newsletter telling your ideal customer tips and tricks about the problem that your app solves. If you've built a meditation app, for example, send an email newsletter about how to reduce stress. Now, content marketing is a key part of your launch strategy, where you create these long form content around niche areas that adds value to your ideal customer, but also improves the searchability of your website. This is where you textually optimize a website for SEO and for jargon busting purposes. This is search engine optimization, which helps your ideal customer find you using keywords that they would search for on Google. But don't expect a lot of traffic from day one. But over time this could be a great asset for getting website hits now another way to build an audience is to document the process of building your app as you go along and be as open as possible include those trials and tribulations and how you've overcome them include all your successes your emotions and how it makes you feel and make sure to include tips of how to build an app after you've learned the hard way people really buy from people and they love a good story. And this openness is marketing dynamite. And if people want to publish articles about you, make it easier for them to do so. Create a media kit with all the key information about your app, summaries, features, your story, logos in different formats and sizes, screenshots of your app, and even a video trailer if you have one. journalists will ask for this information anyway, so you might as well prep for it in advance and put it at the bottom of your website. You can also create a formalised press release of your app launch, ready to go out when your app is live and you can get them distributed across all the major publications and media using a distribution website like PR Newswire. Make use of social media posts to advertise your app. It's a free advertising platform. Short video clips will get the most interactions and use niche hashtags to target your ideal customers. Go back to the persona that you created earlier. Use this to guide you when making your posts. What is it that they would like to see? You can also sponsor these posts to boost their reach to your target audience. This can become expensive if you're not laser focused on who you want. And if you want to be really clever, you can change the social media posts depending on the hashtags you're targeting. Now, these social media posts won't do very well without interactions. So get a launch team of friends and family to boost the interactions of your social media posts by liking, commenting and sharing them. The social media algorithms will love this and dramatically boost their reach to others in your networks. The way these algorithms work is that they send it out to a small section of people, see how they react to it. And if it's popular, they'll send it out to more people, creating a feedback loop to keep boosting to bigger and bigger audiences.
1: Okay, so there's a lot that I can be doing to build my audience and help this launch be as successful as it possibly could be. So people talk about optimizing your app for the App Store. What do they mean by this? Ah,
0: okay. This is known as ASO, uh, another acronym. Um, otherwise known as App Store optimization. It's very similar to SEO actually, uh, but targeted at the App Store and the algorithms Now, your app's profile is the only way you're going to get higher up on the store rankings. And the higher up you are, the more likely people will discover your app. So it makes sense to optimize your app profile. Find the high traffic keywords that your ideal customer will likely be looking for. Have a look at your competitors and see what keywords they're using. And there's a high chance that they'll be using the best keywords for your ideal customer. And you can use a website like Sensor Tower to help you find these keywords. Then you can use the best descriptive keyword in your app title after the name of your app. So your customer knows what your app is for. And keep note of the high traffic keywords because we'll need to add them to the description. And bear in mind that the customer will be reading this to make a judgment that your app is fit for purpose and it's worth downloading, right? And make sure to describe what your app does. What problem does it solve? And why is it worth it and make sure to include any scientific backing or awards. Don't be too wordy uh, as not everyone reads a wall of text and also make sure to pick the right category that your customer is likely to find your app. You can also do high quality screenshots of your app as this is a key download indicator. App makers have gotten very clever with how they display their apps, utilizing the horizontal image gallery to display a large image separated into chunks. You can also include some of the key problem-solving features of your app in these screenshots so they can quickly identify if it's fit for purpose. And short video trailers are also really effective in getting across the useful features of your app without the viewer giving too much effort to read a wall of text. It also significantly raises the quality in comparison to your competitors who are probably likely not to have spent time on this. It may sound obvious but ensure you have a striking icon for your app because remember your app is going to be sat alongside a lot of other apps and you want it to stand out otherwise it's going to get lost and forgotten and last but not least reviews right not only does reviews help people decide whether this is a good app or not it also helps the store decide whether to boost its ranking Use your launch team of family and friends to write reviews for your app. And and if you think this is underhand, trust me, all the other apps are doing it. And it's worth encouraging others to write a good review for maybe a special offer or bonus.
1: Okay, but what about the infamous App Store review?
0: Well, you're right, Georgina, we're still going to need to get your app onto the App Store. And Apple has a pretty stringent validation process. Google, not so much, and you could be knocked back for some basic things, so make sure to have a read of the guidelines so you mostly know what to expect. Firstly, you're going to need to buy an Apple developer license, which is $99 a year, where Google's is only a one-off $25 payment. Next, you're going to be needing to fill out all that meta information, such as titles, descriptions, bios, keywords, screenshots, as per the App Store optimization advice that I spoke about earlier. And then you upload the app store submit it for review and make sure you schedule a release date as you don't want it going out before the launch date unlike google's automated review process apple's review process is done manually by actual humans and it can take around two to three days for approval or rejection and bear this in mind if you have any imminent launch dates and if you do get a rejection which is more than likely it will i don't think i've ever had an app launch without a rejection. You just need to fix that objection and resubmit again. It could take another two to three days to do so. But don't fret about it too much. A developer will have knowledge of how to do this.
1: Okay, so I've launched the app. What next?
0: Celebrate, have a drink <laughs> and enjoy the amazing feeling of seeing your months of hard work on the app stores, but also the anticipation of not knowing what's around the corner now, most of the stressful parts of a launch is in the critical bugs. You don't want your customers having a bad experience as I said before. And if there are any bugs, make sure you get your developer ready to fix them ASAP. And likewise, if your app is popular, your developer should be monitoring its ability to handle all these new app users. It's worth having a maintenance agreement with a developer to mitigate a spike in costs at this stage. And once everything has settled down and your launch strategy is going well, it'd be a good idea to apply to be featured by Apple. Now, this is very difficult to do, but if your app is unique and of high quality, then this will give your app a much-needed boost of exposure as they will post your app on the new and noteworthy section. You can also get influencers in your space to use your app and review your app. Otherwise, you can pay to sponsor them.
1: Okay, I celebrate. I work with my developer to make sure that any bugs are fixed so that my users continue to have a positive experience and then I really try and push exposure of my app to get more people using it. Excellent. How can I tell if my app is doing well?
0: Good question. So your developer will be able to give you access to metrics such as server performance and app store downloads and this is important to baseline your performance when you're applying your marketing energy and your budget and you can see how well that worked and how you can replicate that growth in the most efficient way next time. You can also track the downloads of your competitors and see if there's a correlation between your app and theirs. And over time, you'll be able to see if people are sticking around and whether your app is growing. But I've always advised that the largest part of a startup's time and budget should be on marketing and PR. Because if you don't have customers, you don't have a business.
1: There's quite a lot going on here. So what should someone expect to spend at this stage? Like how much should this stage cost
0: First of all, don't spend more than you can afford. Obviously, you need to build a functioning app and that's fit for purpose. So that should be your budget's priority. But everything else has a cost to return ratio. So try everything once with a small budget. Measure what has impact and and double down on what works. If you do it correctly, you should see that for every pound you spend, you should get at least one pound or more back in sales. But if you want to focus on the free things, like there's no harm in doing so. It would just take longer to get your app out there.
1: What would you say is the most effective way to spread the word about an app?
0: Most people won't like this, but it's basically good old fashioned PR. Just get out and talk about it in as many places as possible. Go on an app launch tour and be a guest on podcasts, webinars, go to conferences, try and get into newspapers, on TV, even the radio. Basically, everywhere there's an audience, just ask to be a guest on them. Target where your ideal customer will hear you first and foremost. This will give you your greatest impact and more than likely, this is going to be free. It's just your time that you're going to be spending.
1: What can you do to encourage people to commit to the app and put some money behind it?
0: Well, this is a really hard question to answer because if it was easy, everyone would be millionaires. So I'd flip this and I would say, what would make you commit money to an app? And I think it usually comes down to these four pillars. Uh, Trust. Is it an app that comes from a reputable company? Are are the reviews good? The next pillar will be accolades. Has it won awards? Has it been backed by famous people or academic research? Third one, quality. Does it work as intended? Does it crash? Does it not crash? Does it look like it's uh, high quality? And the last one would be problem. Does it save you the time or money that you're trying to solve? And ideally both of those at the same time.
1: What about pricing your app? How should someone approach that? How should they decide how it's gonna generate revenue?
0: Well, I don't like to buy an app from day one. Um, I don't know about you, but I need to be wooed and comforted that I've made the right choice. So make sure your app is free by either giving your users a seven or 30 day free trial at the beginning, or you can do a free limited version of your app. Um, They call that freemium. And afterwards, what's the monthly subscription they would pay for? Well, you can use your insights from episode one where you found out what your customer said they would pay for. And don't be afraid to test this, especially at a higher price and, and use special offers to reduce that price for a limited time period.
1: Okay, great. What about version updates? Like I've heard that you need to release those quite regularly. Is that important?
0: I guess this is about showing users that you're continuing to update the app and, and has it been neglected? You can see some of those apps that have been neglected for a year or so. And this is a good indicator of trust and quality and they're more likely to continue paying for the subscription if you can see that the again apps release regularly. But what you can do as part of the maintenance agreement with the developer is set a roadmap of functionality. So if they don't need to fix a bug, they could just continue working on building new functionality and release this over time.
1: Where can things often go wrong for people at this stage?
0: I think it's really important that you listen to your first customers. So I guess not listening to them is where it can go wrong and not acting upon their feedback, which is a really big mistake. So these first customers are your early adopters and they took the leap of faith with you, even though they know you're not a well-established company and you're a new app. So you need to treat these people with a lot of love and respect. And there's a startup philosophy that you should find your 100 true fans who will buy everything you create. And to do this, you need to build a strong relationship with them and talk to them regularly, make them happy. Sounds simple, right? And If you're wondering how to do this, it's not rocket science. Just pick up the phone and talk to them. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like a cheat sheet for this episode, please go to www.hair.digital forward slash how to make an app. And in the final episode, we'll be talking about how to scale your app. Currently, what we're doing is creating a system which predicts when someone needs a haircut. It's all about creating the most efficient route for the barber because at the end of the day, we want the barber to make the most amount of money. So actually, we can say, hey, Chris, we know that you've got a haircut due soon. Why don't you book in this lot and we'll give you a free travel fee? This has been a Fresh Air production for the University of Sussex.